0: All right, what's going on, yo? We're back at it again, starting faith The Podcast. We have a very, very special guest on the line today. Current professional basketball player, he's played eight seasons professionally. He's played in Romania, Canada, of course, where he's from. The NBA G League, in played in Chile, Ecuador. Two-time All-Canada team in the NBL League. He was an all-star in that same league in the year of 2014. He played collegiate basketball at Cal State, Bakersfield, and North Carolina State. Um, one thing I respect about this man, he is an open believer, open man to God as well. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Alex Johnson to the podcast. Alex, how you doing today, bro? Good, good. Thanks for having me. For sure. Definitely appreciate you uh taking the time out, working me into the schedule and things like that. Time difference, everything is it's difficult. So definitely appreciate you getting on. Um so oh, we're gonna start yeah. with the bat uh for sure. So a lot of people personally on my end, you know, being from the United States, they don't know much about uh, canada hoops um somewhere where you spent a lot of your basketball career kind of discussed the hoop culture um in canada um uh,
1: well when i was it definitely wasn't as big as it is now um mm-hmm. basketball was kind of non-existent or was second to uh hockey hockey uh, mm-hmm. canada's a real hockey town mm-hmm. but um when Vince Carter came and played for the Raptors, he tried to come and tr- try to change the culture. Mm-hmm. So that that Vince era is kind of where everyone started picking up basketball, and then mm-hmm. now it's, it's kind of just blown up where mm-hmm. um, different Division One schools didn't know that we could play basketball, mm-hmm. and now we we have all these Canadians going to the stage. You know, uh, guys that are n- now getting an opportunity in the league to play. You know, you got these young guys like Wiggins mm-hmm. and Shea. Uh, Lou Dort just just making his mark now mm-hmm. there's Dylan Brooks there's so many now and it's like oh okay these guys can who right and it's it's always been like that it's just that we never got
0: the, the opportunity to, to show it especially the, the era I grew up in mm-hmm. we just like I just missed the the Twitter YouTube era right right
1: and now everything's on Twitter YouTube Instagram mm-hmm. so now it's a lot easier to see these kids mm-hmm.
0: Most definitely. Um, and that's, that's crazy you missing that too. Cause, uh, you know, Vince Carter did change the game. I feel like in that area. Um, but like you said, before yeah. he even came, like y'all already had Hoopers in the area. It was just a matter of just, you know, getting that exposure. And like you said, it's a lot of guys who've been coming up within Canada now that's making their mark in the lead or, mm-hmm. you know, overseas things like that too. So, you know, the Canada basketball scene to me, like personally, just seeing it grow, like it's, it's crazy for real. But you know, all in all, uh, it has been like that before. Um uh, definitely. You know. Yeah, so you know, you um you had a very solid high school um career in Canada. You had a lot of awards, a lot of accolades, you end up winning. Um you end up going to Cal State, Bakersfield. Um what other schools yeah, were my re- first
1: uh
0: huh. oh go go ahead. Career to me? Oh, I said
1: what you're saying what other schools were
0: yeah, so what other schools were, um, you know, recruiting you, and, you know, how was your time spent transferring to uh, North Carolina State?
1: Um, to be honest, there was maybe two schools that recruited me. Oh, wow. Um, which was kind of weird to me, because the the years that I had at high school, I had pretty good years, mm-hmm. I think it was just the thing that we talked about, um, you know, schools not being familiar with Canada mm-hmm. and not wanting to take a chance, so... Um, it was basically Cal State Bakersfield and, and uh, Cal State Northridge that were recruiting me. Mm-hmm. And then um, it was weird, because after I had I had a good junior year at Cal State Bakersfield, and then I was like, all right, I'm going I'm to transfer. Mm-hmm. And then all these schools came out of nowhere. I'm like, dang, where, yeah. where was all these schools <laughs> when I was at this school? <laughs> like, when, before I transferred to NC State, it was like I had NC State, Florida State, mm-hmm. Butler, Oh, wow. Uh, Utah State. I was like, man.
0: Yeah, it's where crazy. Are all these schools up, you know, out of high school. It's kind of weird, but,
1: um, I definitely, uh, don't regret it. Enjoyed my time at Cal State, Bakersfield, and mm-hmm. also enjoyed my time at NC State.
0: Nice, most definitely, yeah. You, um, you know, like you said, it's, it's crazy too about the old, you know, recruiting thing, how that stuff worked. Like you said, you had missed that whole stage of the Twitter, Instagram and things like that. So I, I definitely feel like, you know, what's your talent level, you know, if you would have had those things around you, maybe that situation would have changed. But, you know, it all ended up working mm-hmm. out, you know, it all ended up working out for the best too. You know, you had a very solid pro career. Um, you know, like you said, you played eight professionally, professional seasons so far. Um, how have you been able mm-hmm. to maintain such a long career? And was it always in your plans to play play most of your career in Canada? And how was that whole process?
1: Um, to be honest, uh, I I honestly didn't know I was going to play in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, my first year playing in Canada, I actually had tried out for the Erie BayHawks, and I made mm-hmm. the team. Nice. And um, there was something to do. Uh, it was a government shutdown, mm-hmm. so. I wasn't able to get a visa to go, to go over. So I was like, all right, what's, uh, well, there's this Canada league here. Uh, my agent was saying, he's like, why are you playing that? I was like, all right, cool. right, I'll do it for one year. And then I'll, I'll, leave and then go play in the D league. Mm-hmm. But, um, the, the time spent playing in Canada, it was, it was, it was competitive. I mean, you're playing with, you know, eight, got eight American guys. And we, you had, at the time there was only three Canadians. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like you're back at school again. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed my, my battles against some of the, the, and there's most of these guys that, that have played in the D league and, you know, they came, they're like, oh, I want to see what is talking about. Let me go oh. over here. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like it was a slouch league. Like the league, like when people ask me, I'm like, man, it's, this really competitive. Mm-hmm. So, um, also too, um, my first, my first year, I think that was my roughest year when I played in Romania. Um, I ended up uh, not getting all my money, mm-hmm. so that kind of that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth, and it kind of like kind of scared me away from going back overseas. I was like, man, I don't want to have to deal with that again. Like, yeah. I want to be able to play somewhere and make sure you know I get paid for the job I'm doing. Exactly. So that was another reason why I kind of just held out. It. Like. Uh, I'm not gonna go over there. I'm gonna stay right here.
0: Stay mm-hmm. close to home where family and friends were able to come watch me play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. It's it's crazy you at uh mention that because you know that's that's still a thing to this day in Europe. Like it's a lot of times to where you know teams don't pay players on time, and like you said, like if you got things you got to take care of with your money, it's like that's yeah. a hard you know, decision to make whether or not you want to just go over there and go play for eight, nine months and risk, you know, not making all your money versus, you know, you could stay at home, play in the in a lead, pretty much leagues that are just as competitive, if not a little bit more competitive than a lot of leagues in Europe. Like mm-hmm. I know y'all have now Definitely. the C the C E B L, um, of course the NBL yeah. league that you play in the, you, you also play in the CEBL CB, as well. Yeah, yeah, I play um, that exactly league too. two very competitive leagues. And you know it's a lot of time like it's a lot of imports. Uh, from other places, other countries that come over to play in those leagues too. So, you know, Canada basketball has definitely been doing it um, for a long time, you know, continue to elevate and everything like that. So I definitely don't uh, question your decision in choosing to stay in Canada and play for sure. Um, Definitely. You know, as I mentioned before, Alex is a believer, open believer. He also is a man of God. Um, you know, as I'm sure you know, we talk about faith a lot on the podcast. Um, personally, how has faith mm-hmm. been used in your basketball career and just in life in general? Um, well, I will start off by uh, giving you a quick rundown mm-hmm. of my testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, for
1: my ACL, mm-hmm. uh, my sophomore sophomore year, mm-hmm. and I was uh, I was kind of upset because I had a good sophomore year, mm-hmm. and I was like questioning God like God like why now man I'm, I'm hoping mm-hmm. I'm hoping well I'm doing well like we're trying to make moves right. and it, it was it was good to, to kind of um, get to that point because at the time it was all about oh it's me it's me I'm doing this I'm mm-hmm. putting in the work it was never it never had God involved in it mm-hmm. and any plan of action where you don't have God involved it's gonna fail right. so it was it was good um, to kind of, to kind of, for that to kind of happen to me, cause actually, the coach that's on Last Chance You, John Mosley, mm-hmm. he was my coach in Bakersfield. Oh,
0: wow. And so, that's crazy, cause I just, yeah. I just was watching that show like two days ago, bro. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, so, um, at the time, after surgery, um, I was depressed for two months, so wow. I was like, going out, partying, drinking, sleeping around. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, John Mosley, he came, came, Christian guy comes to my apartment and he said something to me and it was like, yeah, sometimes somebody can say something to you, but it's not really them talking, but it's,
0: it's God. Talking. Exactly. Yeah. It's God kind it of speaking one, through them to you. One,
1: man, it was yeah. one of those moments Like he came mm-hmm. to me. He was like, man, Alex, man, I know you're a believer, but I want to ask you something. Mm-hmm. How can you tell people about God if you're always drunk? And like no no lie, like when he said those words, I was like, wow! It woke it woke me up. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I got to get back to you know Mm -hmm. who who I am. So it was kind of I I know he he probably doesn't know it, but he kind of like put me back on track, Mm -hmm. and it kind of just uh it helped me and God's relationship flourish because Mm -hmm. then I stopped it being about. Like, all right, God, what are we doing here? What are we going through here? Right. And it, it's kind of just been like that for my whole career now. Now it's kind of just like basketball is the platform, but God is life. Right. Like, if I can help minister to, you know, the people or the different countries I go over to or the different teammates that I play with or uh, the opponents I play against, mm-hmm. man, it's bigger than that and it's it's more fulfilling than, you know? Right. So I've been blessed to be able to do that and uh just kind of just taking it day by day and just enjoying the journey.
0: Right, most definitely. That's that's a crazy, that's a blessing too, man. Because um, like you said, like I've I mean, I've only known Coach Mosley through a TV show, you know what I'm saying, through mm-hmm. Netflix and I've just recently been watching it. But, you know, even through watching the show, like I could tell like he's a person and a coach that, you know, just cares about his players like to the fullest extent. Like it's yeah, times definitely. in the show to where he just speaking the Holy Ghost to his players in the locker room and just praying like crazy. I'm like, yo, like this is a mm-hmm. good dude. And it's crazy. Like it's good too you're able to have somebody like that um be able to coach you and be able to have that experience with him. You know, like you said, having God speak through him to basically wake you up and, you know, change mm-hmm. the, the route and, you know, avenue your career was going. So that's definitely a blessing, bro, for sure. Definitely Man, So a little bit off the court um, Alex is a married man um, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the video You know you have a video on YouTube With about 7 million views right now Where you reenacted a scene from Love and Basketball um, And where you proposed to your wife mm-hmm. um, Talk a little bit about mm-hmm. that um, You know the whole influence behind the idea How the idea came to happen What was the whole process like of uh, planning it out And things like that um, So the idea came from
1: uh one of my so I was coaching an AU team at the time mm-hmm. and uh one of the parents had reached out to me and I had told her like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm just trying to think of ways on, on how to propose mm-hmm. and she had mentioned, Oh, why don't you play five on five and then, you know, do something with that mm-hmm. and then it kinda clicked. I was like, nah, I'm not gonna do five on five, I'm gonna do one on one because <laughs> yeah. uh my wife, Bree she's a competitor. Mm-hmm. She's always trying to play ones, always trying to go at me, so I was like, man, this would be perfect, mm-hmm. so I was like, I was talking to each like okay, I scored the first two baskets, and then I'm going I'm to fake an injury on the third one, mm-hmm. and then I had a couple of my guys, I was like, okay, you're going to bring the ring to me, and I had my other uh, friend, I was like, you going to block her so you don't, she doesn't see what's going on, so it, it, it's crazy because I felt like it was God ordained in terms of everything that I had envisioned in my mind. Mm -hmm. It turned out that way. Mm. And then for it to go uh, viral and for it to still go viral, it's just God's (laughs) hand on the uh, hand on it. Basically, because when we first put it out, one of my boys had put it out. He put it out on Twitter, and he's like, "Bro, I just put
0: this out, and there's like 500 retweets, and wow. it's only been 30 minutes." Wow. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was
1: like, "All right, cool. Let's put the let's put the whole
0: video up on YouTube." Right. They put it up, and then like it just went crazy, mm-hmm. and still and going crazy like, too, because it's like I I just saw it on Sports yeah. Center, like on I saw it on Sports, Sports Center's Instagram account like a week ago maybe, and that that one that got yeah. like a whole bunch of views and likes.
1: And it's, it's crazy because it's it's like that happened in 2015 and it's still going. So that's how I know that. That's just God just continually working. I'm
0: like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely crazy, um, bro. Because like you said, it's, it's still going crazy. And, you know, it's still getting a lot of retweets, likes, favorites, getting sent around in DMs, I'm sure, a little stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a blessing. What, did you expect it to actually do those type numbers or, you know? No, no, no. That
1: was that was definitely not my my thinking and the whole thing. Like I didn't mm-hmm. even I wasn't even thinking about going viral. Like right, at the right. Time I was just like, oh, this is a special moment that mm-hmm. I get to share with you know my fiance mm-hmm. that's going to be my wife. Bro. It's going to be dope. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, my boy was like, yo, this is going crazy right now. <laughs> I was like, where? <laughs> I was like, all right, cool.
0: <laughs> man. Let's run with it. Man, that's crazy though, man. Well. Um, you know, a little bit uh more off the court. Um, you know, you also have your skills academy, the Alex Superman Johnson Skills Academy. Talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, what influenced that idea? You know, just being able to give back to your community and you know, type the things that you're doing mm-hmm. with that skills academy. Um, well, it's been a, it's been a while. Just we um, traveling, hooping, and mm-hmm. and then uh the COVID right. era
1: the COVID era we're in right now it's been mm-hmm. tough I, actually a parent had just hit me with asking if I was going to do something mm-hmm. so um, but basically um, I realized that the, like the PG spot is like
0: a dying breed like the past first
1: yeah. point guard is a dying breed so I I just kind of wanted to pass the knowledge I had to the next generation mm-hmm. you know kind of pay it forward the person who taught me uh, the next generation coming up you teach them right and that was my thinking so uh right now it's been it's been it's been quiet but i'm i'm hoping as you know uh things open up in toronto and you know the lockdown kind of eases up mm-hmm. that we'll be able to kind of make moves i'm um, I've, I've already talked to a couple guys who kind of want to do something a uh, collaboration with me so hopefully mm-hmm. we can get something going for this summer to right. kind of just give back
0: right most definitely yeah with covid and everything like you said it, it definitely has a uh Taking a stronghold. Yeah, most definitely, especially like on the basketball scene, because as you know, like yeah. four to six feet, you can't do that, you know, with camps and um, skills academies, things like that, you know, just certain skills camps. So, you know, definitely, uh, you know, still appreciate you doing that for your community, you know, just like you saying, paying it forward to the next generation, because, you know, you've been there, done that. You have a lot of great information to share to those younger guys. So I'll definitely yeah. shout out to you on that for sure. Um, so, that actually wraps us up um, for this episode. Is there anything that you would like to leave the fans with today? Yeah,
1: I just appreciate you having me on here. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. I appreciate it. Um, the episode's been great. For sure. It's been just Thanks. interesting hearing other people's stories, other people's, you know, faith. Mm-hmm. And just keep it up.
0: Most definitely. I appreciate it, bro. And uh, like I said, appreciate you again for working working with us and, uh, you know, taking the time out and everything. So, Definitely appreciate it, bro. I love. No
1: doubt.
0: We appreciate you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us and visit our website at www.ufaithhoops.com. Also, be sure to add us on all social media platforms at UFaith Hoops.